Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode. This week, we are going to talk about what is on everyone's mind right now, and that is what is going on with this crazy virus and how it is affecting all of our lives. So I'll be honest, um, I am recording this the night before it comes out. I'm sitting here having my evening coffee. Um probably not going to edit this too much because it comes out first thing in the morning (laughs) and I don't really have the time to do all that. So you're going to hear probably me drinking some coffee and a little less editing than normal. Just a side note. The reason why I'm recording this now is because I actually have the next three weeks worth of episodes recorded for you guys. Two of them are interviews and I'm pushing all of them back because I just felt like I had some things that I needed to share and I felt like maybe you guys needed to hear some of this. (laughs) So here we are. Um, Another reason why I had those three episodes recorded ahead of time was because this time of year is a pretty busy time of year for us from March, like the beginning of March till the end of May is super busy for us. Uh, My oldest is in soccer, which means practice twice a week, games once a week. Um, My oldest and my youngest are in dance. And at the end of every school year, we have a dance recital. And so we can't miss any practice. We have, you know, extra stuff with the costumes and the pictures and the, you know, all of the recital prep. We also are in a homeschool group that meets every other week. And then on the opposite weeks, we have park days, field trips, all of that. So we went from, as most of you are also going through this, having something to do pretty much every day to having nothing to do. I mean, obviously we still have things to do, but no... (laughs) social activities, no kids activities. Um, and so I had my next three weeks worth of work pretty much done to kind of stay ahead of the curve during this really busy time of year for us. Um, my assistant, my virtual assistant V, you guys probably know from V Frugal Fox was planning a eight day vacation. So I told her, you know, don't worry, like we're going to get, we're going to get everything done ahead You're going to be able to like totally rest on your eight day vacation. Obviously that has since been canceled. So we were very much ahead of the game and here we are. And a lot of you are probably feeling that same way. It was just like hustle, hustle, hustle. Everything comes to a screeching halt and you're like, now what do we do? Right? So know that if you're feeling that way, you're definitely not alone. Um, I feel for y'all more than anyone because I know that a lot of you 
are moms. A lot of you have family to take care of. A lot of you have jobs, whether that is in the home or out of the home or whatever. We all have a lot of responsibility on our plate. I almost feel, (laughs) I almost feel a little um, guilty, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word because of how much of a lifestyle change this isn't for me. This probably changed like 10 or 20% of my life only because I already work from home. Obviously, I already homeschool. Like we're already home the majority of the time. It just basically meant that we can't go to any of our social activities and, you know, getting our groceries and, you know, toilet paper and all that fun stuff has become a little more challenging. But I already do my own version of social distancing just because I'm an introvert. I work from home. I homeschool. I already do grocery pickup. I already Amazon Prime everything that I possibly can to the house. Um, So, yeah, but uh, jokes aside, I do, I still, I feel like my world has been turned upside down like most of us feel. I am scared, nervous, um, everything, just like you guys are, and I was just, I was just texting V and we were talking, you know, just about how crazy everything feels and just how everything feels upside down and everything feels weird. We don't know what day it is. Everything is just, you know, kind of crazy. And I really, a lot of that is what made me want to come on here and record this episode for you guys. Also, our homeschool group, I'm in, I'm in the planning committee. And so those of us who are in the planning committee, we have, you know, obviously we have a group, a group text going and we're like, what do we do? You know, when do we, how far do we cancel? Do we cancel just the rest of the semester? Do we just cancel for the next couple of weeks? What do we do? We reschedule field trips, you know, all, all the things that everyone is trying to decide right now. How long do we cancel? When do we reschedule? Do we reschedule at all? You know, all that. And we were all just kind of talking about how we all feel a little crazy right now. Like we all feel like we have cabin fever. Like we don't know what day it is. Like your all of your plans get turned upside down. Every like it just yanks the rug out from under all of us. And so we're kind of just our homeschool moms group is planning to do like a digital um, hangout, you know, just like a video chat, basically. We're like, yes, we could definitely need, we definitely need that right now. And so I was just thinking about our need for community, our human animal instinct need to be together, right? And why this is so challenging. And I've seen so many people criticizing other people for not staying home, for not self-quarantining, for not social distancing, whatever, all the hashtags. Um, I know like, like, like Hillary Duff, I know went on like a rant about millennials, not social distancing and, you know, and everyone's saying everything that they're saying. And I was really feeling like, you know, me, and for me personally, 
I already don't really go out much or, or honestly do much. Anyway, my kids are already home all the time anyway. But I was like, I still feel weird. Why? You know, and so I was kind of like gathering my thoughts about all of this the past couple of days and honestly trying to talk myself off the ledge, like probably most of you. And I was thinking about Brene Brown's book that I listened to the audio version. Um, when was it? Maybe November, December. It was, it was towards, it was towards the end of the year. And I remember, I remember when I listened to books because I remember which camping trips I I listened to specific audio books. Um, and then I can date like what month it was when I was listening to these books. So anyway, it was that camping trip, the one before Christmas. And I was listening to, I believe it's called Braving the Wilderness. I think that's right. I'm going to grab my phone and check my Audible because I didn't check that before I hit record. Um, But honestly, any Brene Brown book, I've said that a million times and I'll keep saying it, is worth reading, worth listening to. Listen to the audio versions if you do audio books because she narrates almost all of her books, all the ones I've listened to, she narrates and I love it. Yes, it's called Braving the Wilderness... The quest, ah, it it loaded, hang on. (laughs) I'm trying to read the like subtitle. The quest for true belonging and the courage to stand alone. Okay, and this is a book she narrated herself. It's four hours, 12 minutes if you listen to the audio version. And so much of it was just ringing true for me during all of this quarantining self social distancing stuff. So I actually started listening to some of the, uh, I kind of like jumped to the middle to specific chapters that I could remember that I wanted to listen to over this past few days. And I was thinking about the part of the book where she talks about, she tells this great story and it really made me think about this. Okay. So stick with me (laughs) during this story. So she tells this really great story about she's from Houston and when the Challenger blew up and you guys, as you guys can imagine, even if you're not from Houston, NASA is a big deal. NASA is a big deal everywhere, but it is especially a big deal in Houston. And she was talking about the day that the Challenger blew up and she's driving on a major freeway in Houston And cars are just pulling over to the side of the road and like stopping, slowing down, you know, and she's thinking, oh, there must be an accident. You know, I'm going to see an ambulance at any minute. I'm going to come up on an accident at any minute. And and it's just not happening. And she's like, what is happening? And people just keep pulling over to to the side of the road. And so she pulls over to the side of the road, you know, just like what's happening. And she said, honestly, my first thought was we're, we're at war. Like something is really, really wrong. And she's like, I could just feel it. I could just see on these people's faces. She said, I drove, drove past like one man. He had his, his hand, his face in his hands, you know, down on his steering wheel, like sobbing. And she was like, what, you know, we're at war or something terrible has happened. And so she immediately turned on the radio and it was like, I repeat, the, the space shuttle Challenger has exploded, you know, no survivors, blah, blah, blah. And 
she said she just pulled over and got out of her car on the freeway. And that's what everyone was doing. Like they were just standing outside their cars. And she was talking about how in times of tragedy, we want to, we, we need to be together. It is our natural human animal instincts that we're a social species and we just need to be together. And you've probably experienced this in your own life. And I was thinking about from my personal experience, obviously, I, you know, I don't have any experience with the Challenger, but I do remember, I remember when the Columbia Space Shuttle blew up, actually where we live, part of the debris came down all around us, like literally minutes from our house. And that was a really big deal. And I remember all of us just kind of being together, huddled around the news, like just watching it together. And I really, what what really made me think about this was 9-11. And most of us can remember where we were. We remember that group mentality. Like I I was in eighth grade. I'm going to date myself here. (laughs) I was in eighth grade when 9-11 happened. And I just remember us all gathering in classrooms and watching the news. And then I remember I just wanted to go home so bad that day and everyone was scared and no one knew, you know, what, like, if the kids should go home, if they should stay at school, like what was safer, no one knew what to do. Everyone was scared. Everyone was panicked. And I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to be with my parents and my sisters. And I just wanted us to be together. I wanted to be with my people, you know. And that's the same mentality. You ever, Have you ever had a close friend or family member pass away? And the first thing you want to do is get there. You want to you want to get to the house where everyone's gathering. You want to get to the hospital where everyone's gathering. Whatever it is, you just want to get there, and you want to be with your people, right? I think about that term "be with my people" comes from Laura Casey's book "Cultivate," and that line I hear her voice say that line over and over and over again, all the time. And she was in, in Cultivate, she was talking about um, just the the struggles of when they adopted their daughter and their son is six, their daughter and their son, their biological son and their adopted daughter are six months apart and just the craziness and she just wanted, you know, and she was like, I was tired and I just wanted to be with my people. And that term to me means everything that's the comfort of your people, right? And so I, t- I took that little bit, that little lesson from Laura Casey, and I took that little lesson from Brene Brown, and I took that lesson of my own experience of, you know, I remember when, when we, when my dad passed, and I remember that night after we all left the hospital, and we went back to my mom's house and we sat in my mom and dad's room and some of my some of our friends were there um mine and my sister's friends my mom's friends and everyone just kind of gathered in the bedroom and we all just kind of sat 
together. And it was like we were just, we were feeling each other's pain. You know, we were emotionally supporting each other. And so why I share this now is because although people are online ranting, saying that they don't understand why people aren't social distancing, this is why. This is why it's hard. This is why it feels like our world is upside down right now because a tragedy is happening. A really scary time is happening. Um, even if you take even if you take the health risk out of this, the economic part is terrifying. The then then add on the health and then add on we don't know what to expect because this has never happened. This exact thing has never happened to us, right? So we don't know what to expect. We don't know how to dress rehearse this tragedy because it's never happened. This is a brand new tragedy for us. So we take all of those things, we take all of the fear, all of the unknown, all of the scarcity, all of the food shortages, toilet paper shortages, people out of work, the economy tanking, people are sick, people are dying. And on top of all of that, we're isolated from our people. When we're tired and we're scared and all we want to do is be with our people. That, that's why this is hard, you guys. So, knowing that, hopefully that will help to at least bring you a little peace and understand why it's hard. And I've seen a lot of posts saying, you know, this is the perfect time to make that phone call, send that text, um, do that video chat. And they're exactly right. Call, video chat, text. Remind your people that you're still their people. Even if you can't physically be in the same room as them. Even if you can't physically be in the same country as them right now. Or state or what you know, whatever. We can get through this, you guys. And... Maybe you do need to set up a video chat. I mean, everyone is like setting up like video um, work sessions and like school sessions and like live streaming church and like doing all these things. And I think it's so fantastic. But to me, this is not a foreign concept at all because this is literally the way I connect almost always. I video chat with V for work. Um, I video chat with Megan, like as we're working, when we were um, developing our worksheets. Allie and I video chat every, at least every month, sometimes more to catch up to, you know, hold each other accountable on our power sheets. I video chat and do Every, every single interview that you guys hear here on the podcast, we're actually video chatting. And I always tell my guests, like, we're going to do a video chat. Like, you don't have to be camera ready at all. Like, don't, I mean, don't worry about at all what you look like or if your lighting is bad or whatever. I'm not going to keep 
the video and I don't, I never save it at all. Um, I'm just going to keep the audio, but it makes it sound so much more conversational when we can see each other. And like, I can see that you're smiling at my funny story that, you know, you get that like feedback moment that you don't get if you're just talking. I can't hear you smile. You know, I can't hear you looking like you're bored and like, okay, this story is not <laughs> resonating, right? Um, so to me, and, 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 and plus, you know, I have a husband who is gone for three weeks. Half of our marriage is over the phone, is sitting with my phone on speakerphone while he listens to me you know, clean and holler at our kids and try to wrangle everyone at bedtime and, you know, forcing the phone around, tell daddy goodnight, tell him you love him, tell him what you did today, ask him what he had for dinner, you know, and we keep up that conversation. So to me, this is not a foreign concept at all, but I am actually very, um, very glad that this form of communication is getting a getting the recognition it deserves because although it is not as good as being face to face in the same room, you know, holding someone's hand, hugging someone during a hard time or just laughing together in person, that physical connection, you know, um, this is almost as good. Okay. So I'm really loving this aspect of it. And so of course, y'all know, <laughs> I'm annoyingly positive, annoyingly always trying to find the bright side. And I think that this could be a really good outcome is people remembering that, hey, like we do have all this technology, let's use it to our advantage. And I think that's really great. And I think that if you can't make it to the coffee shop to catch up with your mom's group, turn it into a video chat, you know, do Google Hangouts, do Zoom, whatever you need to do, just a FaceTime on your phone, you know, whatever. And it's great. It's so great. It's better than nothing. So I'm, I'm also, I'm going to link to Brene Brown's um, Braving the Wilderness because I really feel like if you are going to read or listen to one book right now that could help you through this and help you understand a lot of what you're feeling, this book definitely could. And plus, all of her books are brilliant. So after you're done with that one, just just pick another one and just keep going with Brene. Um, another book that I think would be really great, and I actually just finished this one, like the beginning of January, and I had been listening to it little by little for, for a while, was Mark Nepo's Better Together Than Alone. And Mark Nepo also wrote um, The Book of Awakening, which is another, like, add that to your list. But his books are meant to be more, almost like a devotional type. Like, they're not they're not biblical, but they're like a devotional, like, um, in the sense of, like, a page or two a day type books. And they're meant to sit with you for a while. Like, you're not meant to, to just sit and listen to the whole thing in like six hours or anything like a normal book. It's meant to be spread out over time. So Mark Nepo's Better to Better Together Than Alone. Is that right? Is that what I said? I think so. And The Book of Awakening. They're just they're fantastic. And um kind of the same thing with the with the Mark Nepo book of like 
we need each other, you guys. We need each other. We are social creatures and we can't thrive alone. So if you are feeling yourself going down that rabbit hole of scared, alone, what is happening, reach out. And on the other side of that, if you are feeling rather strong, rather like you're good right now, maybe that's your chance to reach out to someone who might not be feeling so great right now in all of this. And so we can, we can keep picking each other up, pick each other up, check on each other. Because while I'm okay right this moment recording this, Sunday morning, I was literally in tears, hiding in my bed with my face in the pillow, crying, freaking out. I was not okay. And I was, I was spiraling and everything was contagious. There was no getting away from this. There was, you know, the, the economy is going to just tank out. It is going to be the great depression all over again. This is going to, you know, all of the worst case scenarios ran through my head and I cried and I freaked out and I just word vomited all over my husband, bless his heart. And it, it led to us having a real conversation about why we're scared and why we have so much fear. And we came to the conclusion that the reason why we have so much fear around things like this, one is the unknown, which I already said that. Two is the fact that our love is so strong. Our love for our family, our friends, ourselves, and humanity as a whole. Our love is so strong Therefore, our fear is so strong, fear of losing all of the things and people and places and experiences that we love. That's why we're scared. That's why we have so much fear. Another thing that Brene said in, gosh, I can't remember. I feel like it was, I know she mentioned it in The Power of Vulnerability and maybe dare to lead. I can't remember. I've honestly listened to like four or five of her books and they all have just like blurred together of Brene said, (laughs) I can't remember. Um, But she meant, she talked about that moment when, and all parents are going to just nod their heads on this one. That moment when you go, you tuck your kids in at night, you kiss them on the forehead And that overwhelming feeling of how could I possibly love one human being so much? And it floods over you. And in an instant, in a split second, that overwhelming love turns to a hundred different ways that you could lose this child. Right? Every single irrational fear every single rational fear, every single fear. What if there's a fire? What if she stops breathing? What if someone breaks in the window? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? 
all of the different ways that you could lose this person that you love more than you can even comprehend. I've had more rational and irrational fears about my children and my husband than anyone else because why? I love them more than anyone else. The greater the love, the greater the fear. That's another reason why we are so fearful right now. Our very way of life is in danger, right? Not only the people we love, our jobs, our money, our experiences, our socialization, our necessary need for togetherness, all of that is in danger. So you're damn right we're scared. It's really scary. And we are so just naturally inclined to go to that dark, scary, spiraling feeling of scarcity. And I'm always the first one to come on here and say, let's replace scarcity with abundance. Let's find something positive to think, to focus on. And while I still say that, I say that with a little, <laughs> a little less pep in my step, right? Because I'm right there with you. I'm also scared. But I also know that dwelling and spiraling is not okay. Like I can't, I had to, I had to spiral. I had to cry. I had to get it out and to let it, to just get it out, throw it away. Now I'm not saying we can't just, you know, just put on a happy face. And everything will be okay. Obviously, this is a little more serious than that. I realize that. And I realize that scarcity and that whole spiral is like, whew, it'll suck you in. So I want to talk a little bit about, I want to leave you, I want, I want to give you some actionable steps. I don't want this to just be like, me rambling, wishy-washy, like think positive. <laughs> I want to give you some really actionable steps. I'm going to take a drink of coffee and then we're going to go into those steps. Okay. So I also wrote a blog post on this, which I will link to in the show notes called non-medical advice for how to handle the coronavirus. And I actually wrote this at my mother-in-law's house. And what started as I'm going to write a um, nice little email to my email list. Shout out if you're on my newsletter, Rise and Shine newsletter email list. I'll also link to that if you're interested in that. It started as an email, somehow turned into an impromptu blog turned into an impromptu sale of all of my products, <laughs> turned into I got really in my head and kind of bored and here we are. So, um, side note, I will mention the sale that I'm doing on all my products. I'll also link to that. There's going to be links, links, links in the show notes. So I called it the stuck at home sale. And I said, stuck at home, want to do something productive. I'm offering an impromptu sale on all my products for the next week. So I'm thinking you're stuck at home. This might be the best time to actually do something productive other than just dwell and spiral and, you know, 
So I am offering a sale on the digital budgeting system, my worksheets, um, your Sunny Money Method, my full budgeting course, which also includes the worksheets. So you don't have to buy both if you want both. I am for the first time ever offering a payment plan for your Sunday money method. I've never ever done this. So I'm doing, I'm offering three payments of $28.50 or one time fee of $79. I'm also doing a sale on Control Your Crazy, which is like my mini life course where we do the five different sections of like goal setting, positive thinking, all that stuff. Um, so this might be a really great time for you to jump in on those. Just side note, if you're stuck at home and you want to do something productive. Okay, so let's talk about some more, some tangible things that you can do. One thing is we can take it one day at a time, right? And I know that's easier said than done. And I am also a planner and I literally very angrily <laughs> with my best throwing a tantrum style went through and very aggressively crossed off everything off my planner that I can no longer do for the next two weeks, which includes dance class, whole school group, soccer practice, um, a going to watch my sister sing live. My sister's a musician watching her sing live. Daniel having um, a checkup, doctor's appointment, going to... Uh, an observatory, like an open house observatory at our university to look at the stars. Obviously that's not happening. Like just very angrily crossing all these things off. So if you're a planner like me, this uncertainty is pretty torturous. So what we can do is we can take it one day at a time. We can make a to-do list. I love to make a to-do list for the day before. So like at bedtime after my kids are in bed and I'm like, okay, what do I want to do tomorrow? Or even when I first wake up, and I, sometimes I don't get super ambitious with them. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to get two loads of laundry done. I'm going to actually do the dishes. Like they, that's it. Like if that's your limit, that's totally cool. And you just, and you're like me and you need something to check off your to-do list, put dishes, put laundry, put watch Frozen 2 with the kids, put do a craft project, put remember to actually wash your hair today. <laughs> whatever it is, you know, take it just one day at a time. And we, you know, we don't know how long all this will last. We don't, we don't know, but we know what we, for sure, what is happening today. Okay. And I wish that I could answer all the questions of how long this is going to be. Is your job safe? Is, you know, all those scary questions. I wish I had a magic ball and I could predict all of that for you, but I can't. So let's control what we can control. And that is right now today. Okay. Another thing we can do is, um, talk, let's talk about the money aspect of it a little bit more. So a lot of people have DM me and they're like, what do I do? I'm terrified. Okay. If you are concerned about losing your job or part of your income, pause. Pause your snowball, pause paying off debt, pause anything crazy, anything unnecessary. Continue to pay your minimums if you have to. A lot of 
Um, I mean, obviously you have to check your specific bills. A lot of bills, a lot of loans, a lot of things are on hold. If you don't have to pay that right now, don't. Put it in savings. And if you happen to save too much (laughs) during this crazy time when things settle down, and they will, I know it feels like right now they won't, but they will, I promise. When things settle down, you'll have that savings account, you'll have all those dollars stashed, and then you can, you know, throw it on, throw it at debt, do the things, get back, get back in gear. Obviously, this isn't ideal for our debt payoff timelines, our savings goal timelines. None of this is ideal right now. We're just going to have to change our perspective of what is ideal. It sucks. But it has to be done. If you are scared of losing your job, if you are scared of losing wages, now is not the time to hustle, okay? Now is the time to pause and to go into survival mode a little bit with your money. And that's okay. Also, if you need to tap into your emergency fund, this is what it's for, y'all. This is about as emergency-ish as it gets. This is exactly what it's for. Obviously, we don't want to go and blow it. But if we need to stock up on groceries, if we're out of work and we need to tap into that emergency fund, even if it's only a starter emergency fund, even if it's only $500, $1,000, whatever it is, if you legit need it, this is what it's for. This is why we have it. If you don't have it, I, my heart goes out to you because I, we, Daniel and I have had that discussion of what the hell would we have done? Because we literally, we pulled money out of savings the other day to stock up on groceries and buy like twice, three times as much groceries as we normally would. Um, Obviously, we weren't wasteful. We weren't hoarding things before anyone freaks out. We weren't, promise. Um, But yeah, I did. I plugged in our deep freezer, which we hadn't used it in like a year. And we stocked up a little bit. And I pulled that money out of savings. And our discussion was, what the hell would we have done if this would have been six years ago? We literally would not have been able to do that. So after all the dust settles from this, if you are one of those people who understands what I'm saying right now, who's like, yeah, that's me. I don't know what we're going to do. Like, we're going to just wing it. We're going to hope for the best. We're going to, you know, do what we can do. Pick up an extra job, like figure, figure something out. Then when the dust settles from this, and I, I say this in the most loving voice possible, Use this as your momentum to kick it into high gear after the dust settles, after things go back to normal, and get that savings account. Get that emergency fund because this is what it's for. And I promise you, you're still scared with an emergency fund, but you're just a little bit less scared. A little bit. It helps. It does help. It takes a little bit of the edge off. (laughs) Okay, 
Another thing we can try to do as always is try not to be wasteful. So obviously the disposable products are the first things that are going, the toilet paper, <laughs> oh, the things we could talk about right now with the toilet paper, the paper towels, the throwaway plates, the things like that. Those are the first things to go. And I think that in a way, this is kind of a blessing because I think a lot of us are realizing other than the toilet paper, <laughs> we need that. But with the paper towels, the throwaway plates, the things like that, we don't need them, right? So what I did was I bought extra dish soap than I would have normally bought. I bought a bigger thing of laundry soap than I would have normally bought. And I ordered from Amazon like one of the first few days of all this happening. I was like, oh crap, this is going to be bad. <laughs> and I ordered a new pack of dish towels knowing that we're going to be using more dish towels because we don't have paper towels. We have like, I think a roll or two left and I stashed, like I hid them from my children just in case we need to use them for toilet paper. And I'm like, we don't need throwaway plates. We actually don't need paper towels. And I've I've been during my debt-free journey like better about things like that because I know it is like they're literally throwing money in the trash. So I think maybe as a culture, this will be a good effect is realizing like we don't need all those disposable products and let's not waste our food. And like Debt kicking mom has been telling y'all for years to do a zero waste meals and like 5% of y'all have actually been doing it. I'm raising my hand because I, I throw away food and now I'm thinking, oh crap, like I can't get, I literally, this literally was me putting away my groceries the other day after we got groceries, threw away like a handful or so of moldy strawberries that I had let go to waste all while I couldn't get fresh strawberries on my grocery pickup. I had put in the order for two pounds of, of um, for strawberries and they were completely out of them and I didn't get any strawberries. And I was like, you wasted these, Sammy. You wasted these and now you can't get fresh ones. And I was like, oh, like it was just such a light bulb moment, which seems really dumb and really, really privileged to think about fresh strawberries at a time like this, but I'm sure that you can understand my reference. Um, so speaking of grocery pickup, okay, I'm also going to link to my referral code for grocery pickup. I know that I got this long email from Walmart about how they're limiting the times, but they're also limiting um, contact when you do the pickups so you don't have to sign their little tablets if you also want to do delivery they think delivery is like 795 to 995 in if it's if it's in your area that's how much it is in our area anyway and to me I feel like if you're sick or you're really scared of getting sick, that might be the time to splurge for that extra seven to nine dollars for the delivery or to go and do the grocery pickup. Like if you've never tried it, now is the time to try it. And I know that they have limited their hours and things like that, but it's still available. At least it is in our area. It's still available. So definitely do it. Like if the, if you've never tried it, now is the time to try it. And if you use my link, you can get $10 off your first order and I'll also get 
$10 credit for my next order. So it's a win-win for both of us. Um, So I'll put that link in there. Also, like if you, I know I've heard that they are considering limiting delivery service and things like that. But if you have Amazon Prime, take advantage of that. Like that's what I've, I've been trying to do. I'm like, what can I get from Amazon Prime? Knowing good and well that not everyone around me has Amazon Prime. So if I get my laundry soap from Amazon, that's one more container of laundry soap at Walmart for someone who doesn't have Amazon Prime. I don't know if that makes sense. That makes sense in my head. So that is another um, thing that I have been doing as well as, okay, so let's, I'm going to jump around for a second. Let's talk about privilege. Okay, so I mentioned privilege and my stupid strawberries that are so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. So we're going to talk about privilege, okay? And my amazing friend, V wrote this amazing blog about the coronavirus and the poor is what she called it. And I'm going to link to it in the show notes as well. And bless her and her, as she puts it, no bullshit blog post because, ugh, like it got me. It's so good and it's so raw, like all of her blogs are. And she ghostwrites for a lot of the big name people in the debt free community. But when she writes on her own blog, it is her voice and her uncensored, unfiltered, like she tells you the truth. And she has changed my perspective on a lot of things, opened my eyes to a lot of things, and I love her for that. Anyway, it's just a great blog and it's talking a lot about the privilege and the people who are not realizing how hard this virus is on a lot of people. And she's talking about how as an independent contractor, like she's lost some of her clients because they've lost their, they've lost work, so they can't pay her. So she's lost, and you know, and it, and it spirals from there. And that's, that's the economy in a nutshell. Like we are, we are dependent on the small businesses. We have to, like, we have to. And there are so many businesses that have, that are like a month ahead, if that even. And I know this also from personal people in in my life, my family, my friends that are all scared because what are they going to do? You know, and so she's saying in this vlog, you know, like she has one month worth of savings and that's it. And she's not lazy. She's not someone that has a poor people mindset like oh if you just think yourself rich you'll magically become rich and it's not the case for everyone right and she's hustled and she's worked so hard to get to where she is and things like this can ruin all of your plans and ruin all of your debt payoff timelines and your savings goals timelines and your work hustle 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 And it just throws a wrench in all of it. And it's all just plans change, you know, and she's just, oh, it's just so good. And she's just talking about the privilege of all of people who are not (laughs) worried about this, right? And 
I just think that all of us have to realize that it is, it is a privilege. And another post I was thinking of, okay, another post I was thinking about, I will also link, it is, um, another person that I follow in the debt-free community and he is a first-generation refugee war survivor and oh my gosh this post just put everything just put so so much in perspective for me and it's this picture of the empty shelves at it looks like a walmart maybe no toilet paper and it said if the coronavirus has taught us anything it is the links people will go to when desperate and we've all heard of people fighting over over food and over toilet paper and if you live anywhere in a hurricane <laughs> um area like we are here in Texas we know when hurricanes come the same things happen and it says, next time you want to judge boat people, refu refugees, migrants, fleeing war-torn land, remember that we fought over toilet paper. Okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link to this post in the show notes so you can go show it some love and maybe share it. And I had a lot of people respond when I posted in my story the other day. And it is not a... And what he was saying about it when he posted it was none of this is a shock to him. You know why? Because this is what people do when they are in survival mode. You will fight for your family. You will fight for the survival of your way of life. And when it comes down to your family gets toilet paper or my family gets it, it's going to come down to who fights harder. Right? And the fact that we don't have to fight over food, over basic necessities on, a on the daily, this is not our norm, y'all. This feeling of scarcity that you have right now of will there be enough food? Will there be enough toilet paper? Will I get to go back to work? Will you know, will I be able to pay my rent? This feeling of scarcity, the fact that if you don't feel like this always, you are so much more privileged than the, than a huge, huge majority of the world. That to me is like, when all that really sunk in, I it was a lesson that I already knew, but I feel like I learned it all over again, if that makes sense. This feeling of scarcity won't last forever. And if you can say that and know that, you're already privileged. You are so, so privileged that this is not every single day. That this won't last forever. That this is not your norm. This feeling of scarcity is not your norm. Even for those who are living paycheck to paycheck, even living paycheck to paycheck is still more privileged than a large chunk of the world. 
the fact that you have a roof over your head at all, even if it's a crappy one. The fact that you have a job at all, even if it's a crappy one, is still privileged. We are so privileged. We are so blessed. And I was thinking, my stupid strawberries. And how ignorant I get to be. The fact that I get to throw food away would blow people's minds in other countries and other parts of the world. And I shouldn't. I should never take that for granted. Will this feeling stick around after all of this is over? I don't know. But I hope that we take some of these lessons with us after. I hope that we don't just I hope that we don't go back to normal. I hope that we don't go back to throwing a handful of strawberries away. That we don't go back to using paper towels just because they're easier. They're expensive and they're bad for the planet. And here we are. You know, and we don't think twice about it. That's a privilege. That's a blessing. So I know that (laughs) there was a lot in this episode and there's more, there's more in my blog post of, you know, speaking your gratitude, you know, how to get your heart right, center your heart, reach out to your people. I mentioned that. Um, and I know, I know that it's scary, you guys, and I know that some of you are with me with the anxiety, like I have anxiety on a normal, like on the daily, (laughs) on the normal. I laugh, but it's really not funny. I laugh because that's how I deal with pain, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I literally have diagnosed anxiety, literally have a prescription in my nightstand, okay? On a regular day, when stuff like this happens, yeah, I'm allowed to cry into my pillow and freak out and spiral and rant and all that. And if you are feeling any of the things that I just mentioned know that you're not alone and that you're not crazy for feeling them. You're not crazy for thinking them. And we will get through this. We will. And I hope that we take these lessons with us. I hope that we remember to not waste our food. I hope that we remember to have an emergency fund. I hope that we remember to call our loved ones and check on them, to have video chats with our friends when we're far away from each other, to hang out with our kids, to make time to sit around and play cards with them and play board games with them when we're not just quarantined, (laughs) like normally. We should be doing these things normally. And I hope that we take these lessons with us. And I hope that at least if we take these lessons with us, at least some good will have come of this. At least something 
will have, at, at least there will be some kind of positive effect. So I think that is all that I wanted to say on this subject. Obviously, I didn't take notes or like make an outline like I normally would for an episode. This one really came off the sleeve from the heart. And I hope that it spoke to you. I hope that it helps you. Please share because I feel like now more than ever, we need we need some camaraderie and we need to remember that we're together. Okay. Check out the links that I am going to put in the show notes. Listen to the books that I recommended. They will definitely help you. Check out the my blog that I mentioned. Check out V's blog. Um, everything that I'm going to put in the show notes. So I hope that's helpful. I am praying for all of you. I am wishing all of you light and love and health. And reach out to me if you need someone to talk to. I love you guys. We'll get through this. Okay. Bye, guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.